Hello, friends. Welcome to the third episode of Ray Keating's Authors and Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm Ray Keating, your host and the author of the Pastor Stephen Grant novels, which, by the way, are available at Amazon.com in both paperback and for the Kindle, while signed books can be purchased over at RayKeatingOnline.com. In addition, I'm a nonfiction book author. Please check out Chuck versus the Business World, Business Tips on TV. That book is based on the TV show Chuck, and it's jam-packed with tips for your career and your business. It's also available in paperback and for the Kindle at Amazon.com and at RayKeatingOnline.com. I'm also a columnist and an economist. For good measure, I taught MBA students for 10 years about entrepreneurship, innovation, the economy, and assorted management topics. This new podcast of mine is mainly targeted at readers and book lovers in general, authors, aspiring authors, entrepreneurs, and yes, aspiring entrepreneurs. So my message for this third episode is don't fear or hate the big guys. Instead, partner with them. You know, I found over the years that small businesses or the little guy, including some indie authors, indie authors, uh, they often fear or simply dislike the big guys, namely big business. This often seems to be the case of the general public as well. The media? Yeah, them too. Uh, on January 16th, 2018, for example, the Wall Street Journal of all newspapers published an article titled The Antitrust Case Against Facebook, Google, and Amazon. Now, as an economist, I'm perplexed. After all, these businesses achieved bigness, if you will, for a reason. They served customers well. And looking ahead, they have to continue to answer to the consumer who in a market economy ultimately calls the shots. And these same businesses need to innovate and become more productive or they will lose out to current or future competitors. Economic history, trust me, is strewn with diminished or failed businesses that once dominated industries. Now, as a reader, author, and entrepreneur, I really don't get the idea of hating the big guy. Letting such sentiments against big business guide your actions would be wrongheaded and self-destructive. And I mean that as a reader, as an author, and as an entrepreneur. In fact, when it comes to books, the tech big boys, again, should be viewed as partners. Let's use the example of Amazon.com, the massive online retailer who, by the way, became massive by serving consumers well. Now, I have no skin in the game here with any of the companies that I'm going to mention in terms of being a shareholder or anything like that. But let's look, number one, from a reader's perspective. Well, you know, when you look at Amazon.com and some other online services, readers now have more choices than ever before. I was reading an article recently at uh, the Imaginative Conservative website. And they mentioned that there are more than 1 million new books published each year in the United States, with two-thirds being self-published or indie published. The article went on to note that those are added to more than, get this, 134 million unique titles published since the invention of Gutenberg's printing press. I find that pretty cool. Amazon has been really a fantastic technology tool for readers in bringing them so many new books and, quite frankly, old books as well. 
Of course, you can buy used tomes through Amazon. And also, uh, many old books out of print are now available, for example, uh, via the Kindle in digital version. So books, new and old, indie and traditional publishers, and books, yes, good and bad, are ready to be ordered and delivered to your doorstep or downloaded digitally to your Kindle with a mere click on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Again, pretty cool for a reader. Now, I'll tell a quick story. A few years ago, I was at a conference in Silicon Valley, and we went to a very nice restaurant for dinner one night, and I got talking to somebody that I've since become friends with, and he had no idea, because I was there as an economist, he had no idea that I was a novelist. So I mentioned the books. He was intrigued by the idea. Um, He pulled out his phone. I assumed he was making a call or checking his email or text, and then he gave me a little pat on the shoulder, and he said, look, and he made the point of showing me that he downloaded my first novel, Warrior Monk. So that's pretty cool. I think many uh, authors have had that experience uh, today of of having uh, somebody do that right in front of you and, and download your book. And of course, as a reader, I've done it many times myself. Uh, again, truly wonderful what the internet, broadband, uh, digital technologies have done for readers and yes, for authors. Um. So let's talk about the author angle now. Amazon, again, has played a a key role in providing what I focused on in terms of three big benefits for authors. Number one, guess what? As an author on Amazon, your book is on Amazon. You have the same shelf space as uh, the big guys. And then when I say big guys here, I mean, you know, if you're a novelist, the top novelists, you're right there with them. Um, you offer uh, similar information about your book. You hopefully post some quotes from reviews. Uh, you can even put videos up on your author page. That's exciting stuff from an author's standpoint. And it certainly was not the case in the past. I mean, the idea of having the same shelf space. I'm from Long Island, okay? So that the idea of Ray Keating, indie author, uh, right out of the chute, having the same shelf space as Nelson DeMille, a very famous and successful Long Island author would have been absurd, but not today. So that's a fantastic uh, development from an author's perspective. And then you've got, um, as an indie publisher, uh, you've got number two, Amazon's Create Space. And right there, you can go through a very createspace.com. If you haven't done it already, as an author, go there, get familiar familiar with it. Here's the place where you create your book. You've written your book. You've formatted your book. So you create it through a very simple step-by-step process. Um, It's easy, quite frankly, to become uh, the publisher, a publisher today than it ever was in the past. Uh, And of course, that means you have on-demand publishing. You don't have to uh, buy as it was in the past with what used to be called vanity publishing, then self-publishing. And now, as I mentioned, I like to call it indie publishing. But the idea that you had to go and buy 500 copies and store them in your garage or somewhere, uh, no longer. With on-demand publishing, um, you can just order uh, what you might need for an upcoming book show or something like that. You have control over the pricing. Uh, And again, you're listed on Amazon when you go through a create space. Wonderful, wonderful uh, tool Uh, for authors. And then along with that, you can use uh, Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing. 
So there you just go and you go through a similar process. You're creating an ebook for the Kindle. Uh, you can do this through CreateSpace as well. I just started it. When I started out, I used uh, Kindle Direct Publishing and I continue to use that. Uh, again, a very similar, uh, simple process. Again, you have control over pricing um, and there's a wonderful immediacy uh, to getting your book out very quickly uh, with Kindle uh, Direct Publishing uh, being posted on Amazon. And uh, in, in, they, they usually say, you know, it's going to take X number of days or hours, but it's for me, at least, it's always uh, been up very quickly. So in the end, here you go. You have the largest retailer on the planet, Amazon, and they've played a key role in authors becoming, quite frankly, authors. You know, there are no more gatekeepers in the publishing world. You know, when I wrote my first uh, book, Warrior Monk, my first novel, Warrior Monk, I had a plan. <clears throat> I had like a little, you know, a plan. I was going to send out X number of pitch letters to large, larger uh, publishers. If one of those hit, fantastic. If not, then uh, my backup plan, I could have gone to one of two ways. I could have gone to a small publisher. I had done that in the past with some policy books. Or I could go the indie publishing route. And I'm going to get into this in another episode of, you know, this debate between small publishers and indie publishing today. But let's just say for now that my experience with small publishers led me to pick the indie publishing route. So now it's you, the author in the marketplace. Thanks to using <clears throat> one of the big guys, partnering with one of the big guys, uh, Amazon. So I've learned uh, to love Amazon as a partner and to leverage their bigness, if you will, uh, for my benefit and for the benefit of my readers. Again, pretty darn cool. Now, another big guy that was mentioned in that Wall Street Journal uh, piece in the title is Facebook. <clears throat> and um, Facebook has offers authors and readers uh, a wonderful ability to get information based on their interests. So for readers, now you can learn about books that you'd be interested in, thanks to them being promoted and advertised, again, based on your own reading interests. I've discovered a whole host of books over the, year, over the last few years, thanks to Facebook. Uh, so it's been a big plus for me as a reader. It has been, quite frankly, off the charts awesome for me as an author. <clears throat> and if you do it right, I think it can be for most authors. The ability to reach targeted markets uh, in an affordable manner via ads and promoting posts uh, has is just a, a wonderful, wonderful tool for indie authors in particular. Uh, particularly positive because you can give what I like about Facebook ads and promotions. You can give more information to potential readers than you can in other types of online ads. And what I'm saying is given that readers by definition like to read, they have a greater attention span than the general public. Um, so you can engage them with a Facebook ad um, where I think other types of ads make it much more difficult to get uh, a book lover, a reader to click through and consider your book. 
quite frankly, it's hard in my experience, at least it's harder to engage readers with a small little online ad, you know, those little ads where you get like, you can put up a tiny picture and you could put up like three lines of tiny, you know, a little bit of text and then you hope for the best. Even with, I think, the best targeting there, I don't think that for um, for reaching readers is ideal compared to what you can do with Facebook. Now, again, readers being readers, they, they're they not afraid of, of, of taking in more information, okay? So Facebook, you could tell them different things. You can tell them quickly about a character. You can tell them quickly. Again, you can't go on and on, but you can tell them about the base, the very basics of the story. You can provide reviewer quotes uh, in a promotion or an ad, a post promotion or an ad. Uh, pictures, right? You can put up pictures. Videos, of course, are becoming uh, uh, ubiquitous on Facebook, and there is some great advantage there to to developing your own videos. And it's not hard, you know. I have a Mac. I use iMovie, but essentially, all you need is are some pictures of your books. Um, and away you go, you know, some quotes from people, some quick descriptions, and you can make yourself a very nice video that looks very professional on iMovie, uh, on Max. So having said all that, you have to be, you have to use Facebook's ability to target wisely. You know, I think a lot of authors dive in and just kind of hit, you know, the broadest possible group uh, spend some money, hope for the best, nothing happens, and then they get mad. You really can't go into anything like that, quite frankly. And you can't, you certainly can't go into using Facebook to promote your book uh, and advertise your book that way. You have to test, you have to experiment, um, see what works, see what doesn't. Uh, basically, you're, you have to get, gain experience um, to, to know what works best. Uh, you know, I happen, you know, again, to use my books as, as a quick example, you know, the main character in my pastor, Stephen Grant novel, Stephen Grant is a uh, former uh, CIA agent, uh, former Navy SEAL, and now he's a pastor and he's a Lutheran pastor. Well, guess what? When I go, when I start for kind of getting the hang of things on Facebook, targeting Lutherans <laughs> uh, made a heck of a lot of sense. Uh, and then obviously people that love Christian fiction and so on. And then I could spread out a bit. I've gotten some nice reviews over the years comparing my books to Tom Clancy. So you can tap into the Tom Clancy market anytime. You know, if you get a reviewer that's gracious enough to compare you to one of the big authors, then you can target that group as well. But you get my point. You've got to be smart in terms of your targeting um, and be smart. And listen, most I don't have, you know, indie authors, you know, I use a certain percentage or share of the money that comes in um, for my books each month to turn around and use for promoting and advertising. Um, so that's, I think what most of us do, especially, you know, early on before we hit it really big, <laughs> but um, so you have to use that money wisely. Uh, and you can't, uh, if you see that two things with Facebook real quick in terms of pulling the plug on an ad, if you will, I used to pull the plug on ads uh, a lot quicker than I do today because I found if you leave them up, you know, sometimes the first, say you put a, an ad up for whatever, 10 days, first two days, there's, there's seems to be very little activity, whatever is going on with Facebook in terms of how it runs. I do find that they tend to pick up 
uh, responses pick up that, you know, what you're looking for, whether it's, you know, link clicks and so on. Um, it does t- tend to pick up. And then after a while, for some reason, you know, if you leave them up there too long, they can grow a little stale. So anyway, these are all things that you find out for yourself uh, through experience, but you also hopefully get some guidance from other people that have done it. So uh, the other big thing about Facebook, obviously, if you're going to be out there promoting your books and advertising, then by definition, you're going to have to have a Facebook page for your books. And it's not just for your books. It's, it's also who you are. You know, the, the marketplace today is very different uh, than it was not so many years ago. I think readers and consumers in general, general they want to be engaged. Uh, uh, they want give and take. And a Facebook page is fant- a fantastic tool for engaging your readers. Um, and I think it's critical. I think every indie author uh, has to have uh, a Facebook page and we'll go into uh, Facebook pages and some of the options there in more detail in another episode, but engage, respond to your readers, um, make them feel like they're part of your effort. That's critical. Um, I have found that has been an enormous benefit uh, with engaging people and, uh, and many of them actually it's interesting can become your friends. Um, so, that is uh, critical to have a Facebook page. And by the way, it's critical to promote that page. Um, let people, there's no, you know, for, I, I've come across people on Facebook. They're like, oh, well, you pay to have, you know, to promote your page and have people uh, like your, your page. Well, of course, this is all part of your marketing effort in order to get the word out to people again with these interests that you hope will be uh, potential readers, uh, uh, long-term readers, then you have to promote your page. You have to get it out there to people and let them know that you're there. Uh, and again, the ability to target uh, is invaluable. Um, so again, I love Facebook. Uh, Facebook is a partner in what I'm doing. That's how I view it. And I, once again, I'm leveraging their bigness, if you will. Um, so don't be, well, anyway, in conclusion to, to, this episode, you know, I know myself, I know I haven't used uh, these tools that Amazon and Facebook, for example, offer, not to mention countless other tools in, in, in cyberspace. There's an old word uh, online uh, to their full potential, nor have I discovered all of the available tools. Uh, But more of these uh, tech tools, these innovations and improvements uh, as they keep coming, uh, that's exciting for readers, for authors, and for entrepreneurs. And it's good news whether uh, they came from a small business or a big company. Amazon and Facebook are invaluable to authors and entrepreneurs. So I would urge you to, to uh, you know, learn and use all that they have to offer. Uh, and, and when I say all, everything that makes sense for what you're doing, of course, don't turn your brain off, right? You may see if it makes sense for what you're doing um, for you and for your books, your columns, your articles, uh, etc. So don't be afraid of the big guy, embrace the big guy. Heck, I think many of us authors uh, want to become the big guy. And that's the case with entrepreneurs, right? Most entrepreneurs want to become the big guy. And remember that 
uh, Amazon, both Amazon and Facebook started out as small businesses. Uh, and that's why they're, they're great stories, uh, to say the least. So, um, again, once again, thanks for, for tuning in, uh, to the podcast. Uh, to, I mentioned Facebook, so please like us on Facebook. Uh, I've got two spots there, uh, at Pastor Stephen Grant Novels and at Authors and Entrepreneurs. And my, again, my Pastor Stephen Grant Novels, as well as my business career book, Chuck versus the Business World, they're all available in paperback and for the Kindle, again, at Amazon.com. And of course, if you liked, if you like signed copies, I'm more than happy to do that. Just head over to RayKeatingOnline.com and place your order right there. So until the next installment of Ray Keating's Authors and Entrepreneurs podcast, enjoy reading, enjoy writing, and yes, enjoy entrepreneurship. God bless and take care.